Welcome to Homeschool Musings. This is Mina, your host, where we dive into all things homeschool, curriculum, philosophy, poetry, daily reflections, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. This is Mina. So happy you could join me today. If you are new to homeschooling or just beginning, then today's episode is all for you. We're going to dive deep into how any person can start to homeschool today if you set your mind to it. I didn't always intend to be a homeschooler. I'm a first-generation homeschooler, and I started when my oldest son was in kindergarten. I pulled him out halfway through the year, and my youngest was still pre-K at that point. And I have learned many things over the last few years, many things I wish I would have known when I began. So I'm going to share all of those details with you now. If you're new to homeschooling, it's really just about having a mind and a heart willing to do it. Your family, your friends, people around you, the school district may all try to pressure you into putting your child into an education system. However, if there is even just the smallest part of you saying, bring your child home, start homeschooling, or maybe you've been affected by COVID in your area, And there really is no other choice but to home educate. I know a lot of parents are looking for homeschool options right now because they don't want to have to be tied to the education system and doing it at home. So if you're wanting to homeschool, you've come to the right place. Homeschool is not just about education. It's not just about learning facts. Homeschool is a lifestyle, a lifestyle that can enrich your lives, and your children's lives beyond all measure. You see, God created us to want to be in a harmonious relationship with our children. He wanted us to be able to learn as parents through being the parent and for our children to learn from us as being their parent. He will equip you and guide you every step of the way. So where to begin? Well, day one. You have no clue. First of all, you're going to want to do a little bit of research, and no worries, I have the perfect thing to help you dive into that, which I'll put in the show notes below. But there's many options out there, from different educational philosophies to a plethora of homeschool curriculums, and one can easily get overwhelmed when just starting out on their homeschooling journey. I always recommend to first-time homeschoolers, when they first begin, to just start thinking about what sort of, what are your goals in your homeschool life? Oftentimes we think, well, I don't even know what those could be. I know my child's in, say, third grade. There must be a scope and sequence of all the things they must learn. Yet, what if I told you it's not just about the scope and sequence, that you can have an active part in your child's education through homeschool life that you never even thought possible? Imagine days, weeks, even sometimes months where you and your child have this wonderful relationship. It's open dialogue. They're happy because they get to play. You're happy because you're actually learning alongside with them. And now that might not be always and forever because trust me, there are trying times in a homeschool day life. However, What are your goals in your homeschool? Is it to have your days be filled with joy and peace? Is it to be filled with art and music? Is it to be out on field trips and 
child-led learning where say your child is really interested in history and you're diving into all sorts of wonderful history books and literature and watching historical dramas and documentaries. Perhaps your child loves science and you want to do science projects all day long. Every subject can come into play. Maybe you also want to be the parent that you already know. You have your plan. You just need to get a game plan of what philosophy you're going to follow, what curriculum you're going to buy, and then just set straight to it. Or maybe you're like me and you're You were just kind of taking it all in, not really clear and not really sure of what direction to start. First of all, you need to check with your state. All states are different in what they require. So for example, it can range anywhere from a state like Michigan, for example, requires absolutely nothing. You don't even need to tell the state you're homeschooling. Down to other states, like mine, for example, I live in Hawaii, they require you to send in a form to your local school telling them that you will be homeschooling your child, and then that's it. And then once third grade hits, you must do the standardized testing and either through the school or do your own test at home and give them the results in the required years. So most states have different regulations, and you need to check with your local school district for those laws, and HSLDA can easily get you in touch with all those local laws. And if you just simply Google your state, there are many resources out there for homeschooling. And that's actually the great thing about right now. There's never been an easier time to homeschool and have your child at home for their education. And what a great time it is with information at our fingertips everything is possible. You just have to get a game plan. So start by thinking about philosophy. If you're unclear what educational philosophy is, that can range from, just for example, in the education system, some people choose public education, which is based on a traditional kind of more classical approach to educating, while other parents choose to put their children into a private school, such as a Christian school or Montessori, Waldorf, or even perhaps a music-led program. So it depends on what are sort of your goals. If your goals are to teach your child to get to the college level and you want them to go to university, you're probably going to want to stick more to a traditional curriculum approach, perhaps a classical curriculum Maybe your goals are to just have fun with your child and to make sure that they know all the things they need to know. They're writing, arithmetic, reading. But beyond that, you want to just allow them to explore and to just have a lot of adventures in life. Lots of field trips. Every day is different. Maybe unschooling might be your route or a Charlotte Mason-based education where you're learning what you need to, but in small digestible pieces and not overwhelming your child in a classroom setting for longer than the morning time, typically. Perhaps you're someone that wants to just do it all or you just can't simply make up your mind like me. You're probably going to be in the eclectic box and glean from different philosophies, use different curriculums until you really settle on what's working for your family. Now, curriculum, honestly, It's awesome, but it's also overwhelming. There are literally 
thousands of homeschool curriculums out there, from full box curriculums to every single subject brought to your front door, down to electives, down to online memberships, down to just certain single subjects. So I really suggest if you're brand new to homeschooling to go to rainbowresource.com. Link will be in the show notes. Order a physical catalog from them. Unless you love just looking at it online. Personally, I love the catalog. It just helps it to digest in my brain a bit better. Order a physical catalog. Another great curriculum company that has a lot of options in their catalog is Timberdoodle. Order their catalog. There's Varietas Press, Sunlight, there's Bookshark. There's so many kind of, you know, my father's world. If you just type in to Google homeschool curriculum, you're going to get, those are going to be some of the main ones that come up. Order their catalogs and start looking through. You're going to see books. You're going to see subjects. You're going to get scope and sequence. And then you can go to their website and you can start to look at what is their scope and sequence. Do you like this? And for those of you who may not know, scope and sequence is just simply for each grade level, what will be covered and what is also kind of maybe expected of that grade level. So you can look up what would be a typical first grade scope and sequence and then see if that curriculum is lining up with that. Because in different educational philosophy, there's going to be different scope and sequences to a varying degree, not overtly, but to a varying degree of what they will cover. So if you're wanting a more rigorous, aggressive approach to your homeschool, you're going to want to choose something that's going to have a lot of worksheets. If you're someone like me who wants a more minimalist, relaxed approach in your homeschool, you're going to end up probably choosing a lot more just living literature books and having a lot of story time and a lot of discussions rather than copy work and worksheets at the table. There's also now many, many curriculums that are fully just online down to you can actually have a teacher teaching your child over the computer or where you're just assigning things on the computer. They're doing their lessons. And that's a great option, especially for children who are in middle school and can essentially be independent learning. And really, it's where are you starting too? someone who's starting home education in high school is going to be way different than someone starting home education at the preschool level. And I cannot stress this enough. If you have little ones and you're just on your homeschooling journey, the number one takeaway, if you can take this away, you'll read it in blogs, you'll hear it on podcasts, you'll see it on YouTube videos. Less is more. Out of any of my regrets of my early education start with my children, it's that we did too much. You don't want to fizzle out their poor little brains before they've even had a chance to begin. And we get so excited and because we're so excited and we want to learn all this and we want to have this curriculum or this philosophy, oftentimes the parents can just push too much too soon. And so all children are different. If your child is five and they are already reading, they are already hungry to read and learn all their numbers and do math, great, give them that. But if you have, say, a little boy, typically little boys, they just, 
even in the education system, don't do as well and oftentimes can get held back in those early years because they just have a lot of excess energy and they want to do stuff with their hands and they can't sit still. And so picking a curriculum where there's going to be a lot of table time activity might not be the best for them. And you might want to look into options of doing things that are more activity-based where they can stand up and do different things. Or maybe you're just someone who you really don't want to be the central figure in the education, that's another part to think about when you're choosing curriculum and philosophy. Do I have to do this or can my children do it on their own? Now, obviously, in those early years, early elementary, say K to third grade, children are going to need a lot of support. Typically, they're not reading yet. They're hardly able to write. They need to constantly be pushed into the rails of whatever activity is happening. And yeah, you're going to allow them to have free blitz free play, and all of these things. However, they're going to need a little bit more structure than, say, once that structure is established and you move into later elementary and middle school, a child who has, say, if they're getting pulled out of the education system and they're coming home, they're already used to sitting at a desk six hours a day with an hour of recess and lunch. They're going to be a lot more used to getting their book work, doing their worksheets and their reports. Or you could totally switch it up and give them a whole different thing where they might actually find a huge freedom and, wow, this is all I have to do, follow this. And then that might surprise you. They might end up getting their schoolwork done in two hours at the sixth grade level for the day and be done. Or they might do it all in one day for the week that they're supposed to. And that's perfectly normal and okay. The reason that school takes so long in the education system is number one, it's been set up to allow most parents work outside of the home and they need to be able to be at their job all day long. So the education system helps to match that up. And then children are also then trained so that when they are graduating high school, They're able to then go to university and participate in the workforce system of being at a systematic job eight, 10 hours a day. However, when you bring your child home, they may find such a freedom in being able to do all of their curriculum in a short period of time because in the classroom setting, you have one teacher to, you know, at the very minimum, 15 or 20 students and at the very maximum, sometimes 40 students. You always have those kids in the classroom at a public education system or a private education system who they finished their test first, they finished their work first, and then they're really just kind of bored waiting for their next task. And so that's one of the benefits of homeschooling is you can tailor the education right to where your child is at at that moment, at that time. And it's going to be a constant reevaluation. Maybe not every week, but definitely every year and sometimes every semester as well. Children grow so quick right before our eyes and what is working for them one semester or one year might not be the same next year or you might have a certain year where all of a sudden they just grow by leaps and bounds and you had a struggling student say in third or fourth grade and then all of a sudden fifth or sixth grade comes and they just have a hunger to want to learn and they're devouring books and you can't seem to you know where before getting them to read a chapter book was tedious and took a while now they're going through a chapter book every two days obviously at that point you're going to have to reevaluate and either choose something 
different or add something different to them. Don't be afraid to talk to your kids either. That's the great thing about homeschooling. If you ask them, they'll tell you. And little ones might not be as clear because that's still where they're figuring out what it is that they really enjoy in life. It's your job as the educator to just provide them with a rich feast of topics and subjects and ideas. They're learning history from the very first time where once later elementary and middle school, you know, they've heard the beginning of America before. They've heard about the Egyptians before. So when you're revisiting these topics, it's they've already heard about it and they're able to dive into it in a whole deeper way. And that personally, for me as a homeschool mom, that's my absolute favorite thing about homeschooling is getting to learn all over again from a Christian worldview. I wasn't raised in a Christian worldview. And for me, it's so exciting to view history and science and literature all through a Christian worldview. It just makes everything come alive in such a brand new way. So that's another thing to think about. What's your worldview? Are you Christian worldview? Are making sure you're buying products and curriculum and things that you're bringing into your home for your children to learn? Are they being filtered out through that Christian lens or are they just dry textbooks that are being taught from a secular worldview with just facts? So you have all these sorts of questions to ask yourself. And so what I would suggest to you today is I'm going to include a link below the show notes. I have a homeschool workbook. It's extremely handy, especially for beginner homeschoolers to go through and evaluate where you're at. But even without that, you can, on just a piece of paper, write out some of those goals. Okay, first of all, what grade or what grades are my children in? What am I then needing? Do I need them to be fully independent? Or do I want to be a very crucial part of their education and be learning right along beside them? And then you can start to go from there with curriculum choices. And so part of that's what this podcast is really geared towards, is offering you, the listener, lots of different philosophy choices, lots of different curriculum choices so that you can make the best choice for your family. Because that's the thing in homeschool. There isn't a one curriculum fits all or one philosophy is the best. We're all different in life. We're all created uniquely And we're all very unique. So our approach to education and what our family units may be needing, it's going to look very different from my neighbor and what they're needing. And that's okay. And it's not for me to say, oh, mine's better than yours, or yours is better than mine, or oh, look at what their kids are doing and mine aren't doing. No. We're all on our own homeschooling journey. And just as your kids in an education system are going to be drastically different from the children around them, and what they're learning and what they're wanting to learn. It really, you can have your child fall in love with learning in the home setting. There's just so many great resources out there. To check out homeschoolmusings.com, feel free to swing me an email and ask me a question about where you're at, what you're needing, and I'll be sure to help point you in the right direction. So again, order a couple homeschool catalogs, Look at all of your options out there. Really, the world is at your fingertips right now, and there's never been a better time to homeschool. 
And if I can leave you with any one thing today, let me leave you with there may be trying moments in your homeschool, especially in those first few months, because it's an adjustment. You have your ideas. Your child has their ideas. But I can promise you that if you hang into it, it will be such a joy in your life. And it might not be just that vain happiness joy that's fleeting, but it will come from within of being able to build that parent-child relationship as God intended, that your children, instead of going to other authorities to ask questions and figure things out, they start to view you not only as their parent, who they know unconditionally loves them and cares for them, but also as the one who can provide them with the information that is needed. And you can start to have this whole dialogue together as you're reading books and diving into subjects and topics, or if your children are older and you're, they're more independent learning, what great way, instead of, oh, what did you learn at school today? Tell me. Tell me about your curriculum. What did you like about it today? What did you figure out today? What did you do today? What are your hobbies? Where would you like to go? What things would you like to be doing? And trust me, your child is going to just flourish in ways And don't fall into the lies and the traps that they say you need socialization and you need this and that. Right now, no one's getting as much socialization as we used to get because of COVID and all of the things that are happening in the world. Obviously, virtual socialization happening. But what better socialization than within the family unit, just as God created it to be? Husband and wives communicating parents and children communicating together. And even if you're a single parent and you're needing to homeschool, there's so many opportunities for your child to socialize. And it's okay. And what better way than if they're looking to, oh, I just want to be with you, mom, or I just want to be with you, dad. How wonderful is that? The number one thing, there's been many studies throughout time of when asked high school students, what's the one thing you would want from your parents. The number one thing across the board is always time. Children have an inherent need for time with their parents. Just like parents get so filled in their hearts spending time with their child. And a lot of the strife and arguments and all of the things that can come in the family unit often just happen when there's too much additional stress that's happening from, say, being in an education system of running around and doing all the things from dropping your kids off to then going to work all day and then having to come home after you both had a long day, doing all the housework, doing all the yard work, doing all the errands in those small in-between hours and forcing the homework when a child is burnt out, where, trust me, if you can bring them home and raise them in the home environment, I can promise you, It's going to be wonderful if you allow it some time. And God will, especially if you invite him to take control of your homeschool from the very beginning, he will equip you, he will lead you, and he will guide you according to his will and his purpose on your homeschool journey. So that's it for today. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a comment if you've enjoyed today's episode and be sure to check out homeschoolmusings.com to get your free homeschool resources. Happy homeschooling!